Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. First Samuel chapter 30. Praise the Lord. Verse 1, First Samuel 30. Now it happened. When David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Ziklag, the south and, and Ziklag, attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were, who were there from small to great, they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way. That was an act of God in the first place. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, born with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ainam and Jezreel, the Jezreelite and the Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, uh, greatly distressed, I mean greatly distressed, uh, for the people spoke of stoning him because of the souls of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters but david strengthened himself in the lord his god then david said to abiathar the priest uh, abimelech's son please bring the effort here to me and abiathar brought the effort to david so david inquired of the lord saying shall i pursue this trip uh, shall i overtake them and he answered him pursued for you shall surely overtake them and without fear recover all so David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bessel, where, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued he and the 400 men, who were four, for 200 stayed behind, uh, who were so weary, and they could not cross the brook Bessel. Then they found an Egyptian uh, in the field and brought him to David. And they gave him bread, and he ate, and... Uh, uh, and they let him drink water, and they gave him a piece of cake of fruits and two courses of raisins. Uh, so when he had eaten, his strength came back to him, uh, for he had eaten no bread nor drink water for three days and three nights. Then David said to him, to whom do you belong, and where are you from? And he said, I'm, an, I'm a young man from Egypt, servant of an Amalekite, and my master left me behind, because three days ago I fell ill. We made an invasion of the southern areas of, of the Cherites uh, in the territory which belongs to Judah, and of the south area of Caleb, and we born with fire and David said to him can you take me down to this troop so he said swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master and I will take you down to this troop Hmm. And when he had brought him down, there they were spread out all over the land, eating and drinking and dancing because, all, because of all the great spoil which they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. Then David attacked them from twilight until the evening the next day. Not a man of them escaped except 400 young men who rode on camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great, hallelujah, uh, sons or daughters, spoil or anything which they had taken from them, David recovered all. Then David took all their flocks and herds that they had driven before those, all the livestock, and said, this is David's spoil, hallelujah. I stop there. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Uh, in verse 1, he said, now it happened. Uh, glory be to God. Now it happened. Glory be to God. Now it happened. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, life always happened. Oh yeah, life will always happen. Whether you define it good or bad, life will always happen. 
Now it happened. Now it happened. Now it happened. And I realized that one of the questions that David asked the king, you know, I'm not going to be as short as possible. One of the questions David asked the Lord, because he made an inquiry of the Lord, was this, am I to pursue? Shall I overtake? Then the Lord answered, said, pursue. You will surely overtake. And without doubt, you will recover all. Yeah. But to see, if it didn't happen, there will be no reason for the prayer. Life happened. Now it happened. So I kind of just look at things around. I, I just, just opened some other part of the Bible. And I realized that that's the Bible language, really. A lot of times, without order, New Testament, now it happened. Now it happened. It happened. And so it happened. Now it happened. It happened. Life cannot be defined without it happened. And every time it happened, it calls for action. That's where I'm going. Now it happened. Maybe just so that I don't waste your time. Um, in Second Samuel chapter seven, if you just flip there quickly, Second Samuel seven. I just want you to see something there. Just you know, I'm on this happened. Second Samuel seven. Oof. Holy Ghost help me. Verse 1. Good. Aha. Shall we read together? Now. So it happened. Wait, wait, wait. Now it happened. Now it came to pass. Are we saying the same thing? Yes, sir. So what? What happened? Now it came to pass when the king was dwelling in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies all around. So something happened. Every time here night happened, there's an action. You think it's only Old Testament? No, 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 no. Maybe give you one or two in the New Testament. I won't bother you too much. I can give you more in the Old Testament. More, 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 more. Mm, 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 Singles? Now it happened in Ruth chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and there a woman was lying at his feet. It happened. And he said, Who are you? It happened. And of course, all kinds of things happened and happened and happened until she became his wife. And now it happened, for Samuel chapter 13, verse 10. Now it happened as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering that Samuel came. He was so worried that Samuel wasn't here. The war was about to hit me. And he was so worried until he went and he offered the sacrifice that was not meant for him to do. But as soon as he finished, it happened. Now Samuel came. Now it happened. As soon as he finished, Samuel came. Every time here it happens, the earth moves. Heaven moves. I mean, let, me, let me jump quickly. Maybe I should give you another one quickly. Remember, there was war. Somewhere chapter, first summer chapter 17. I don't know where I'm going there, but I know what I'm about to say there. Let me give it to you so that you just go to the verse straight away. First Samuel 17. I want to show you something there. It didn't tell us now it happened, but you will see that it happened. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen, 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 amen. All right, verse 22, quickly. Good. And David left his supplies in the hands of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. 
And then as he talked with them, there was a champion, the Philistine of God, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard him. Go ahead, go ahead. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Now, did David go there for war? Come on, talk to me. David went there temporarily. He went there and so kept the flock in the hand of a keeper to come back. He didn't know that by the time we were coming back, the whole nation would be singing. Somebody's about to hear some songs. Because David was accustomed to now it happened, so it happened. And you see, the way he handled this was because he was used to it happening, but I don't want to jump before I got there. In the, book, in the New Testament, quickly, let me just quickly... Luke 7, 11 to 12, we don't need to turn to it. Now it happened the day after that uh, he went into a city called Nain. Now it happened that he went to a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the, the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd, but see, now it happened. It, and something happened. Okay, glory be to God in the highest. Hey, I say glory be to God, to God in the highest. Amen, 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 amen. I'll give you another one quickly. Luke 5, 17 to 18. Now it happened. On a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to hear. It happened. Now it happened. You see, you see, your whole life can be defined by now it happened. Some now it happened can be grievous. Some can be so insignificant and you don't even notice them. But it never stops happening. I was trying to understand it. I understand. And I, I was introduced to the, chapter, the verse rather in the book of Ecclesiastes. He said, look, don't you know that time and chance happen to all? It happens. So what happened there in that first Samuel chapter 30? It happened that he had gone to war. He was trying to help the king, his host, but he knew that what he was doing was wrong. But you see, he had to at least show some empathy towards the plight of the king. But the unfortunate thing was that the king was at war with his own people, his covenant people. Ooh. I'm sure you would have been praying that, hey, uh, God, you see my heart. Uh, covenantly, I should never be doing this. Uh, deliver me. How? I don't know. Just deliver me. And God did. So he was able to satisfy the two conditions. The king saw that he was willing to fight alongside him, but he knew he would never fight against his covenant brothers. No. 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 And so by the time he returned, he discovered that everything he had was gone. And the Bible said that he was so distressed. Come on, praise the Lord. He was so distressed. He was so distressed. He was so distressed. Hallelujah. He was so distressed. He was so distressed. He was so distressed. Somebody said that he was so troubled. Another another person said, translation-wise, he said, he was in great danger. He was in worse trouble than ever. Different versions. Why? They said, because his loyal men were embittered against him. 
For the first time, he had nobody on his side. He was alone. He always had some sympathizers. But for the first time, he stood alone. And if, if he was just standing alone, it would have been good. They, they planned to kill him. They said, you're only good for execution. You're a bad man. And they were making ready to kill him. The Bible said he was so disturbed, he was so troubled, he was so distressed. But he did something. Remember how he got here? It happened! He didn't plan for it. And guess what? Something happened. So I wrote here, I said, every time it happens, it brings you to a junction where you must make a decision. Every time it happens, it leaves you with nothing but choices. The choices are, it's not multiple choices, just between two options. Every time it happens, it's either you take to flight or you fight. But you must decide what to do. Every time it happens. Now, those who have sunk in and died or failed outrightly in life, they go to this junction and they chose to despair. They chose to retreat. They chose to run. They chose to retreat. But others, the same thing happened. It was bad. They felt like dying. But they knew in the name of Jesus, I will fight the last drop of blood. They didn't die. They didn't have to fight for long. They won. Because life will always happen anyway. You retreated, you ran. Where you are stopping, life will still happen. How far will you run? So the Bible said that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. And when he encouraged himself in the Lord, how, how? How? Let's limit it to the context of the Bible, of the, te- of the text we read. How did he? He said, bring me the effort. Now, the priest will carry the effort. And the, the Urim and the Tumim were there. And what did they use them for? To seek the face of the Lord. To know the heart of God. So, he brought that. And, of course, the conclusion was this. Shall I pursue? It didn't say, shall I flee? Shall I pursue? Shall I overtake? Before he concluded, before he concluded the question, the answer came, you will pursue. Amen. And surely you will overtake. Then God added the third one. And without doubt, you will recover all. Hear me. There is no achiever on earth who is not a pursuer. Not one. So what brings you to a place of pursuit? Two things. A sense of loss or a sense of dire need. Yeah. If it's a sense of loss, then you end up recovering something. If it's a sense of dire need, then you end up accomplishing something. Glory be to God in the highest. I give God all the glory. And that tells you quickly that it's not, look, Christianity is not just we are there because it's a club. Everybody's there, I'm there. No, 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 no. There's a reason you are born in the first place. There's a reason you are saved. You are saved for heaven. I agree. But God doesn't just save for heaven. He saves you to accomplish something here for the kingdom and come home when you have finished your work. 
He never saves anybody that has nothing to do. Just save you and bring you now. He said, what about the person that got saved on his deathbed? The processes of his getting saved will be enough to convert others. The day they will say how he got saved, others will give their lives. And so what happened to David here, ladies and gentlemen? The pastor, he encouraged himself in the Lord when there's nobody else to lean on. Let me tell you this quickly. Until the day you get to a place where if there's nobody, you will, you will still stand to go on. You are not ready to win. If all you are known for is what people feel, what people say, what how people look, thank God we all need it. What if there is none? And you are sure of God's conviction on your plight. What do you do? Alright, you please, you please God, that with all the people. All the people are laughing at you. So because of that, you are nodding again. When God said, Do! Let God be true. And that was where he found himself. The Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. What did he do? He made inquiries of the Lord. God said, Pursue. God will never tell you not to pursue when you are, the, when, when, when you are following his vision. That was the mistake they made at the, at the Red Sea. They got there. God told them what he was doing. God brought them with him out of his mighty arm, wrought miracles that had never been wrought before in history. And thereafter, I don't think, we don't think such the successions of unusual miracles again on earth. And yet, when they saw the Red Sea, the, the, the Bible said they went back to Egypt in their hearts. How? They said, there are no grace in Egypt. They started saying, we are going to die here. If you have people who will be at the slightest pressure, they are saying we are going to die here, better remove them from your team. Because in the first place, they don't believe in what you are doing. They have come back to Egypt. In their hearts, they've dug graves. They've seen themselves buried by the Red Sea. But God said, go forward. And the same people, finally, when they saw the sea, woo, they would be the ones saying, hey! The ones when they give testimony, they say, by the time I finish praying, yeah, yeah, I said to God, I said, how dare the devil, I pray, when I pray, I said, God help her. Encourage himself in the Lord and talk to the Lord. And the Lord said, Pursue. But again, I'm reminded quickly in Joshua chapter 9, verse 14. The only mistake Joshua made was that he collected the gifts of the Gibeonites without seeking the face of the Lord. He entered into a covenant without seeking the face of the Lord. Joshua, who are you to stand before Joshua? God said, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. But uh, look at what he did. But God will still keep his covenant. He fought the kind of war that, the toughest war of his life and of his career because he didn't seek the Lord. David sought the Lord. Pursue. Surely you will overtake. Without that, you will recover all. When God speaks to man, it's a covenant issue. So don't be surprised that David immediately moved and some men quickly repented and said, if you are moving, we are moving. And that's leadership. Leadership is not, don't you know I'm the senior pastor? I don't, don't you know I'm a pastor? Don't you know I'm a head of department? Hey, we don't want to know who you are. Let's know who you are by what you do. 
I'm the chairman of all, all, all humanitarian societies in Lagos. Very well. Only that we don't, we don't know that here. Let's know it here. Yeah. The moment he started to move, even those who wanted to stone him, dropped their stone and followed him. That's what we call leadership. Providing leadership. He could have been crying with them and that means that they would have stoned him to death. Can I say this to you quickly? The lofty promises of God for David would have been truncated there and then. You will reign. You will never lack a song on your throne. He would have ended it there. But God spoke and God kept his covenant. to say, see what Nigeria is becoming. Ah, all of us are dead. I'm not dead in the name of Jesus. Be careful what you say. Nigeria, Choribumu. Eh? Watch what you say. We are not denying the fact that there are, things are tough. But watch what you say. What has God said? Hello. So when God speaks, it's a covenant. And David knew. He set out. He knew. As far as David was concerned, I have recovered all. David, you are yet to leave where you are. But God has spoken and that's it. I have recovered all. Why? God said, without doubt. If God to tell me without doubt, I have. Let me tell you what I got coming here today. Something by the Spirit of God will click in your life this evening. In the name of Jesus. I say something will click. Differently. From any other day. You will return. In the name of Jesus. I say you will return. <laughs> say I will return. With my testimonies in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And even those who are not here. Who happen to know you. They will benefit from it. In the name of Jesus. Your testimony will sweep so many in. In the name of Jesus. And he was on the move. Then some were tired. And um, they, they couldn't go. They wanted to go. The spirit was willing. Ah. And so they couldn't. So they stayed. And David, David had had God. He continued. 400 followed him. When God said it, we look for goodness sake, don't Stop the reasoning thing. That's the greatest problem. When you are too intelligent, you disturb God. Intelligence can be education. It can be experience. It can be age. It can be tradition. You are too experienced. So you reason out God. How will God do it? He says, without doubt, that's enough. And so, a dying man. And they picked him up. And they asked David, David said, come on, feed him well. By the time he recovered his strength, he said, come, come, come. Who are you? David, you have your problem. Why are you bending to, look, to try to solve another man's problem? Leave him to die? No, no, no. I st- it's still within my means to save this one. If I save him, it doesn't disturb my recovering. If I don't save him, it doesn't disturb my discovering. And I have the power to save him. So save him and I'm still going on. Glory be to God in the highest. There was once 
some years back, I got overdid it. I was recovering in a hospital bed. You don't know. You can never know. Uh, and uh, they were still trying to, my phone was ringing. Pastor, pray for me. My father is in an operation. Pastor, pray for me. My son is having, he, he, he had, uh, what's it called? Convulsion. Pastor, pray for me. And I say, in the name of Jesus, they don't know the person praying for them himself was saying, God, help me. <laughs> but I was sure God was helping me and it would not disturb anything to release them quickly. Let them enjoy their own and get out of it quickly. Anyway, so he saved that guy. Guess what happened? Who are you? I'm an Egyptian. The slave. Because that was servant slave. The slave of a Malachite. Wow. This God is too much. Which direction do you know you are going? Being a warrior, he suspected where they could be going. But he really didn't know where they were. What route are. But when he got a slave, the servant of a Malachite, who now said, some three days ago, we raided uh, Philistines and southern Judah. All right. And the areas of Ziklag, oh, he didn't say what he was just listening. When he finished, he said, will you take me to where your master is? Guess what the guy said? He said, swear to me, covenant. Swear to me. He knew his journey was covenant-based. Swear to me. He said, the Bible didn't even say what he said. That means I agreed. And when he put them there, David found everybody. Do you know that God has a way of leading you to your place of destiny? He created you and created your destiny. He created the assignment you are going to accomplish in life. So you can see that every pursuit that is not God-ordained, God forbid, it will end up in futility. And let me just quickly say this as I close. Every man who has achieved any notable thing in life, I say man, man, woman, they have a backing. You say what? Spiritual backing. I'm confident of the backing of every fountaineer in the name of Jesus. You say, what do you mean? We have a covenant. We have a God that we believe in. We have blood behind us. The blood has been shared for our covenant. And it's the blood of Jesus. And so any man can boast, any man can boast of their own covenant. We can boast of our own. Here at this same David, said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hear this, David. Say, when the enemies come together, the wicked and the say, when they come together to eat and to kill and to eat my flesh, say they will stumble and fall. He said, a host can rise and a series of armies can come against me. He said, I will not be afraid. This one thing will I seek, and there. That I will dwell in the presence of the Lord, the house of the Lord, all the days of my life. Daily beholding his beauties and making inquiries in his temple. That's my leisure. See, 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 see. A sense of loss or a sense of need is what sparks off pursuits in life. If you have no pursuits in life, then your life is a wandering life. God forbid in Jesus' name. That's why the English people will say that necessity is the mother of invention. But then, see what the man did. He's, I mean, he, why would he just go to God? One, two things. 
He had a capacity. What was it? He was skillful in what he was about to do. He was a warrior. Number two, he knew that no matter how much of a warrior you are, if God does not back you up, you are a failure. So, really, what makes success of a pursuit? Preparation. How do you now define this preparation? You must define, how do we know how your skills, your skills are defined in your leisure. You say, really? Yes. Even when I'm enjoying life. So if my leisure is such that I shut down, that's the time not to obey God anymore. That's not leisure. That's the lie of the devil. That's distraction. So my leisure is no more. I can go to the club and carry all the women I want because I'm in a leisure. I can drink the liquor until I swim as well because I'm in a leisure. I can disobey every atom of God's word because I'm in a leisure. I can attack anybody. I can cheat anybody. I'm in a leisure. I can slap. I can maim. I can kill because I'm in a leisure. That's not leisure. That's sin. It's not leisure. Leisure does not make me disobey God. Blessed is the man that walks on the castle of the holy that sits on But who's the light? Who finds his leisure? The love of the Lord. That doesn't mean that he still will not enjoy his life. Mm-mm. Come on. Enjoy fun. Have fun. I mean, yeah. But in your fun, fear God. That's why it was easy for him. Shall I? Why will he say, shall I pursue? Because he, he was known for war. But what if God is not part of it? What about the man that does not believe God? He has his own backing. Yeah, he may have some pseudo success, but that success will not lead to legacy. Of what choose is a success, a present success that has no legacy. So it's not sustainable. And so he recovered all. And so his life remains. And so God's promises to him continued until today. You will recover all. I don't know what you have lost. I don't know what you ought to have accomplished. But to think you have been hindered. We spark off a pursuit right now. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. The, the kind of pursuit that are, I mean, the kind of pursuit that are ordered by the Lord. Guided by his spirit. You will definitely overtake and you will recover all you accomplish in the Lord and it will be stand it will stand forever in the name of Jesus I say in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I think my sermon is made you will come back with a testimony so as you get up on your feet, begin to say, right now, I committed to the Lord. I set out to pursue. I told, I mean, I equipped myself with the promises of God. I equipped myself with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The lines have been fitting for me. I mean, every crooked line will be made straight for me in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Every valley shall be filled in the name of Jesus. Every mountain that hitherto has stopped me will be brought low. Shall become a plain in the name of Jesus. I will without doubt recover all. This time around, I am get, I'm accomplishing my purpose uh, and the divine purpose of God for my life. I can't hear you pray. 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 Anywhere you find yourself, except you are not born again. If you are born again, you have at your disposal the covenant promises. You have God Himself. You have the Holy Spirit. 
you have Jesus Christ all at once at your disposal you are never alone anywhere you are in him is in you you understand what I'm saying and because of that you are an overcomer at any time NTP you are an overcomer because you are in him is in you glory be to God in the highest but see the power you have will not manifest except as you believe it and you articulate it you voice it out the devil likes to hear and even everything created it was by the spoken word did you hear me spoken word let there be light so let the devil hear i'm a child of god let him hear i will see my children's children of the light of the world jesus is my wisdom he's my shield my glory the lifter of my head my light shines i shine I'm like a city on a hill. I'm a city on a hill. Nothing created can obscure me again in my life. I cannot be intimidated. I have the spirit of power, love, and a sound. Say it. By strength I am healed. Glory be to God in the highest. Come back with testimonies in the name of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet friendship of the Holy Spirit. Rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudikoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.